All right, not that long ago, Scott Ritchie was talking of doom and gloom with Illinois basketball about how they might struggle, how they needed to hire assistant coaches, how they needed to recruit. But guess what? It's late July, and Richie is beaming. He's got a top-five team to cover. What happened? I mean, after you know, a tumultuous offseason, you know, Brad Underwood and the Illini weathered it all, and now they're one of the best teams in the country. It, it's kind of a remarkable turnaround. All right, Richie will explain what went right this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management... Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Boy. And it is a good Monday morning after a crazy week that ended on a high note for Illinois basketball. Even Scott Ritchie is excited. Him, um, our AP beat writer, put Illinois at number five in the country after Kofi's decision to come back. We'll get into that today. Welcome, everyone. Scott, welcome to you. Welcome to me, to my podcast. The Scott Ritchie po- No, it's called Inside a Line of Basketball, actually. But it's quarterbacked by Ritchie, the pride of Eureka uh, a very proud Cardinals fan, right? That's correct. I even okay. saw them win a baseball game on Saturday. Very good. Congratulations. Uh, Richie, like I said, submits his AP Top 25 uh, during the season, and we asked him, among many other questions, when Kofi made the decision last week how high he would put Illinois. He, he went number five, and then today he kind of brought me down. His, inside, his uh, Good Morning Illini Nation Showed me some national experts who weren't not weren't as high on the Illini as you were explaining. Yeah, so I mean, everyone has their own opinion and view on kind of how teams will shake out in the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season, which again doesn't start for several months. So there's time for things to you know, adjust and opinions to change, perhaps. But um, uh, Gary Parish, who does the top twenty five and one um, every day during the season. You know, for CBS Sports, um, like this is like it was it was his off season update, like nineteen point or something. He had several as sort of rosters have shifted um, in the last three months, but he had Illinois at number fifteen. I uh, saw today where Jeff Goodman from Stadium had Illinois at number twelve on his preseason top twenty five, and then yeah, I had him at number five. Is that could it be a little high? You know. Possibly, but I think you know Kofi Coburn's return like changes everything for Illinois. Um, 
It's just the entire dynamic is different. And it's not just Kofi either. I mean, Andre Curbelo is back and sort of everyone's expectation is he has a, a breakout sophomore season. And then, I mean, they're, there's depth. I mean, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, fifth-year seniors. Uh, Alfonso Plummer, transfer from Utah, is the same. Um, Omar Payne, Austin Hutcherson, Jacob Grandison. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys, you know, that I think could make an impact uh, in their own way this season, and that doesn't even count the three freshmen. It's like, what do you do with three looks like pretty talented freshmen that on a sort of older – pretty deep roster like how do the how do they fit in the rotation so i think there's a chance for illinois to be pretty good this coming season all right i'm jim rosso vice president of news at the news gazette beat writer back when illinois basketball was really good i remind richie and here i'm here to apologize to scott richie oh excuse me yep sorry i'm glad that this is being recorded Corey witt Long-time listener, really good guy, softball legend from the area. Said, why are you so mean to Richie? He knows what he's talking about. I like Corey. So I'm sorry, Scott Rich. I'm here. To let, in fact, let's hug Ed Bond. Thank you for facilitating this. There we are. Not so tight, Scott. Not so tight. Let, Scott. <laughs> there, got that out of the way. Thank you for that hug. Okay. It was very genuine. Actually, I'm just hugging you because of all the content in Sunday's News Gazette. It was wonderful. So much basketball, including some from Bob Osmus and talking to a former Illini about his dream team experience at the German Nationals. Yeah, and maybe not uh, a super great experience for Got to follow Michael Jens. Jordan, uh, Jens Kujava did. Uh, but yeah, turns out you know, he didn't play maybe as much as he was hoping right. to play. Yeah, but it was great. Dream team. But yeah, that's. And then I saw on Twitter over the weekend that uh, that Bob's you know, story was shared by Coleman Hawkins' dad, Rodney, who yeah. played with Jens in Germany, and now Coleman's playing at Illinois. So Isn't that just, crazy? Yeah, he called it a what a small world. Yeah, this in the basketball world can be small like that. It can be. Anyway, uh, we'll take your questions as always. Corey had a couple questions after berating me. Well, then I'll for be my more than willing to answer you. them. His first question: Why is Richie all uh, wrong all the time? <laughs> uh, I less Cor- I like Corey less after that. <laughs> that really wasn't his question. Okay. That might have been subbed in by me. That might have been a gym <laughs> question. Okay. In case you missed, Kobe said, "Yep, coming back." Uh, Lauren Tate explained it on the Thursday night podcast. Kind of spilling the beans, but it surprised maybe Scott Ritchie eventually the end result did because it wasn't too long ago you were saying there's no way he's coming back if i'm if I'm not mistaken well, I mean, I think I probably knowing how I do things on this podcast qualified it with you know <laughs> something where I could have a back door where it's like I didn't really say that, but no it's just when he was going through the draft process like. His goal was not to be back in college basketball. I think that was pretty clear. And on several occasions, there were you know, multiple reports that yeah, he was staying in the draft. That that was it. And you know, the deadline to make a decision, whether you were in or you're out, you know, for college basketball players at least, drew closer. And I think the reality of the situation maybe hit home. Was like there 
wasn't necessarily going to be that opportunity for him in the NBA draft. And he came back, and then he did the whole transfer portal thing, and you sort of wonder I mean, how widely available he might have been in the portal. You know, reports out of Kentucky, it was like John Calipari just wasn't even getting involved. Um, like the Florida State addition to his top three surprised a lot of people, maybe some in Tallahassee even. Um, but returning to Illinois always made them, once it got to the point where like he was going to be back in college basketball, it always made the most sense. Now All right. Back. Uh, hope you picked up your uh, Saturday News Gazette. No, your Friday News Gazette, the day before his announcement. Richie kind of laid out what it, what it was going to mean, what it does mean. Let's start with this, what we talked about already. You have Illinois number five in your AP Top 25. Five. Is that not high enough? I'm just, I'm just saying five. Read it as you will. Explain yourself a little more. Well, I think I did, just between Kofi, Andre. You watch your tones. All of those returning players that I okay. mentioned. It's like they have, I think, a top ten team. And I, between, I think, one through four, I felt pretty confident. It was like, that's one through four. Although, at this point, I'd probably jump Texas to three because they just added Marcus Carr and their cavalcade of transfers this offseason. Um, and then, like, five through, honestly, you get probably through five through 15, can make a case for a lot of those teams heading into the preseason, and I have three months to change my mind if I need to. And, I got an angry, it. I got an angry text from a former news gazetteer, wondering why Gonzaga is number two. <laughs> uh, Question mark. And UCLA number one. I mean, did Paul Klee actually text you? He actually did. did he? <laughs> okay, sorry, Paul. Uh, <laughs> but you know, UCLA returns every player from their rotation that made the final four. I mean, obviously they lost to Gonzaga in said final four game. But, you know, Johnny Juzang is back. That was huge for them. You know, they added Miles Johnson from your favorite college basketball program, Rutgers, shore up their post play, have really, you know, interesting freshman class coming in. And, like, Gonzaga, I mean, I was on board the Gonzaga train most of last year, and... Like they got to the pinnacle again and just just didn't happen. It's gonna be a, a bit of a different look Gonzaga team, but like they're two. Like that's they're a national title contender. They're just not number one. And maybe between now and October, I'll change my mind and push them to number one. All right, you had Kofi on your preseason All American team, starting five. Hard decision or not? No, I mean they're only between the first and. Second team All Americans from this past season. Only Kofi and Drew Timmy from Gonzaga are back, and the way they played last year, and the the projections of what they'll do this coming season. Like, if they're not preseason All Americans, like if someone doesn't have them on their ballot, like I'm questioning like what they're doing. Pretty clear that they're two of the best players in college basketball. You juggle again, Illinois starting lineup. We asked you to give you us. You're starting five, and you threw a curveball. Threw a couple curveballs. Right. And, I mean, here's the thing. I think when you look at the starting lineup, there are three spots that are no-brainers. Like, they will be starters, and it's Kofi at the five, and then Andre Carbello, Trent Frazier in the backcourt. The other two spots could go to anybody. 
I mean, I still think like Austin Hutcherson, like if he seems, you know, seems all the reports like he's healthy, he's playing well. Like I'd start him, but I'm not Brad Underwood, and you know he hasn't played in two years. You know, sitting out his transfer season, missing all of last year with a back injury. But I still think like the idea of him, I'm still pretty positive about. And then at the four. I mean, I think there's several options there. I mean, I think Omar Payne will play the four sometimes with Kofi. I don't know if he starts. I don't know if that's I – mean, I think, you know, Jacob Grandison obviously played a lot of four last year. We'll be back. We'll play a lot more. But then I had Coleman Hawkins. Like, I think by the end of the year, I think that might be his spot because the expectation for him is to be better as a sophomore. And, you know, Brad Underwood kind of raved about all of his versatility, you know, in the last year. And if he – plays to his potential, I think that versatility can really help Illinois. But we'll see. The, there's three starters for sure, and then two spots to figure out between now and well, like the November 6th or 7th when the season will start. All right, you gave us your five games worth watching now that Kofi's back. That should be interesting. Can't wait for that final sketch. Can't wait for the home games. Man, is that going to be fun? It's definitely going to be Different from last year, where I mean, home games at State Farm Center were like 150 people total. I think maybe even including the players, and just strangely quiet and just not college basketball. But now, you know, the way things are are going in the moment, you know, I could imagine there being a lot of sellouts again at State Farm Center when you couple you know another potential team at top five, top 10, top 15, whatever, plus fans haven't seen them in a year, like, mm. could be a, could be pretty impressive. All right, Scott Reggie, every morning, 6 a.m., com. Good morning, Illini Nation. Check it out. It's gold. Also a radio regular. And sometimes he writes about college basketball in the Sunday News Gazette. This being one of those times. You got a full page of it. Yeah, I did. Here's my one question. You wrote about Impact freshman in the Big Ten, top ten. He only had one Illinois guy, and it wasn't who I expected. Who were you expecting? Not him. So you weren't expecting R.J. Melendez? Nope. Which one were you? I'm curious. Pride of Fort Wayne. Pride of Fort Wayne, Luke Goody? Yes. Come on. I did mention Luke. Yeah, but he didn't make the top ten. He didn't make the top ten. Well, cause I don't. I mean, I don't know, honestly, which freshman sort of at the – the top of that list uh, of the three because they all play some of the same position have some of the same skill set but they're enough different that you could pl- honestly play all three of them together at times and again how they fit into a kind of older deeper roster still to be determined but I mean between and I wrote this Melendez his length and athleticism like that has him maybe at least in my opinion, at the top of the, the list of three right now. But that could change in the next three months. Funny thing I read in Lauren Tate's Sunday piece about college basketball. Man, if you're, if you're a college basketball fan, you better subscribe because it's stuffed every day we go to print. Anyway, I saw the phrase red shirt, which I haven't seen in years. Um. Yeah, red shirt has gone the way of the dodo. It is extinct. <laughs> I saw him say red shirt. Uh, 
I just I don't think you can redshirt anyone anymore. I mean, there are some cases like Brandon Lee. And last year, I mean, last year didn't even count, so it was sort of stranger. But like, if you've got a top one hundred recruit as a freshman, you can't. You know why you can't? Because they'll probably leave if they're not playing. So that's that's Brett Underwood's uh, all right. His challenge is the way to figure out how to maybe incorporate those freshmen, or maybe maybe those three are are different than the 1,700 players that hit the portal in the last, I don't know, six months, I guess, total. But we'll see. But, yeah, redshirt, that's a yeah. – yeah, I don't think that exists. Our series on name, image, and likeness underway. Interesting bit uh, from our Ethan Simmons on another freshman who, with the help of his dad, is uh, making some moolah. Early on, explain that one, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, Brandon Pajimski. And you know, he's got uh, some endorsement deals. He's running a camp back up in Wisconsin. And was really parlaying kind of the heat uh, from his senior season, the, the jump in his recruitment, the jump in his national profile, to his advantage. And good for him. And that's the whole point of being able to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. Strike while the iron is hot. And you know, Brandon Pajimski emerged during his senior year um, in high school as you know, a top 65 top recruit. Got to meet Cam Cox in Sunday's paper, the new NIL quarterback, if you will, or at the University of Illinois. Necessary job. Yeah, uh, I think uh, for a while now as things sort of settle, uh, a thankless job because he's going to have, I think, a lot of questions shot his way yeah, because there's just so much unknown about all that name, image, and likeness entails and you know what what can you do what can't you do and you know because Josh Whitman has said like they're they're building this plane while they're flying it because there was such a rush to hit that July 1st deadline to have the legislation passed and the bill signed and then the NCAA you know doing their own thing at the 11th hour because they just wasted the last two years trying to push it off as much as possible yeah there's it's a Bit of kind of a Wild West type situation. Um, yeah, good luck to Cam Cox. I wouldn't want his job, I don't think. Good, because you're sticking at this job for a while. I've signed you again to a seven-year extension late Sunday night for less pay. <laughs> kind of a neat deal <laughs> that I came up with on my own. Well, that's happy birthday to me. <laughs> I know you're happy this week because uh, – I caught on TV over the weekend a couple couple games from the basketball tournament. Your favorite topic. Now my new favorite team, Best Virginia, just because of the name. Not West Virginia. Best Virginia. They even had warm-ups with BV on it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, these TBT teams are all in on Yeah, it was on great. But yeah, uh, the tournament got underway this past weekend at two of the four regional sites. Um, and then House of Pain, the mostly Illinois alumni team, will play this Saturday uh, in Peoria and uh, start their run at a, a million dollars. So we'll see, you know, see what they'll be able to do. I mean, they have an interesting team for sure. Neat thing, DWS will carry the games live, much like they, with the voice of the line, I, Brian Barnard. How cool is that? 
Mike LaTulip has agreed to take over our Snapchat account for game day. He's going to take us inside the locker room. How cool is that? And then they got a really good team. Yeah, and... How cool is that? They were able to... I mean, they brought back some of their, you know, top players from last year's debut. It was the first year for House of Pain. Um, Save for Malcolm Hill, who's going to be playing in the NBA Summer League. So that's... I mean, I think obviously takes precedence over you know, TBT, but then they added. I mean, I think the the big roster additions this year are you know Brandon Paul, Dimitri McKamey, who's the TBT champ. He won it two years ago, playing with Carmen's crew, um, and then Ravante Rice as well, because you know, he was supposed to play last season, but then you know his league in Israel started back up, so he had a commitment there and, and couldn't play for House of Pain. But yeah, it's. Interesting team, and I think you know they've got a, a good shot at putting together a run again. I mean, they made the quarterfinals last year. All right, you can actually go. Last year it brought us joy and laughter because it was an actual game taking place in the middle of COVID. Yeah, literally the only thing happening. This year you get to actually attend if you wish. Drive over to Peoria, go to the boat. Did people go to Peoria for anything but the boat um, anymore? And do they even go to the boat That's anymore? a good question. Give me a purpose with for Peoria, please. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there's something. I like I like going to watch my kids play sports. Yeah, I, I like they've built up you know, along the river. I, I like I, the airport, free parking. I've flown out of there. It's easy. I mean, I don't. Know, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a reason people go to Peoria. Yeah. Well, now you got one. Yeah. Go watch a go with some ballers. I mean, really, basketball's the only reason I've been to Peoria. In okay. The last several years. I'm just making fill us in what I'm missing. I'm sure Peoria is great. A lot of trees, hills. There's a river. There's a river. Yeah, I mean they've really built up along the river. There's have uh, they? Okay. Yeah. And they host concerts there. I mean, do they? Yeah. All right. Sorry, that's, that's probably the. I got a bad. The, yeah. the Peoria Chiefs. That's. They're now the the high A team for the St. Louis Cardinals. So okay. After the kind of the reshuffle, minor league baseball. You got hockey there yet? Yeah, Rivermen. Do they? Okay. Like there's reasons. All right. But TBT, that's your reason to go this weekend. There you go. All right, it's July. All sorts of basketball taking place over the weekends. Where were the coaches? Who were they watching? And who's the next to commit? That's all <laughs> I need to know. Okay, so, I mean, the big events this past week slash weekend, um, the EYBL sort of quote-unquote regular season got underway in North Augusta, South Carolina, and that'll lead into Peach Jam. So this kind of combined everything into one fell swoop in, in July. So obviously lots of Illinois targets there. Um, Under Armour had its event in Dallas, and obviously the Illinois Wolves um, have several Illinois targets uh, between Jane Chute, Braden Huff, um, so two key ones there, Tuscola's own Jalen Quinn continuing to play really well, and, and the Wolves got you know, through. I think they went eleven and one over the two preliminary weekends of the Under Armour Association play. So they got the number one seed for the championship event this coming weekend um, in Westfield, Indiana. So that's a a, a big one. And then the Adidas had its championship event, and I don't remember where it was off the top of my head, but Jaden Epps, one of the newest Illinois commit, wound up on the uh, the all-tournament team, essentially. 
yeah, played really well. So that's kind of where they were, who they saw from the coaching staff perspective. But uh, who's next to commit? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that there's, you know, a, like that guy right now. I mean, Braden Huff is a, a key target, um, kind of stretch for point forward almost. He's like run the offense for all my wolves on occasion. Um, Cam Whitmore's four star wing um, out of Baltimore, you know, a Chester Frazier guy. Um, and Chester's, you know, been key in landing since here, Harris and Jaden Epps. So this would that'd be another one. Um, so I think he's you know, definitely a top priority. He's got, uh, I believe he has an official visit scheduled for uh, the f- last weekend in August uh, to coincide with the Illinois Nebraska football game. That's going to be a big weekend for Illinois basketball. I think they have multiple guys on campus to visit then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Braden Huff came with more. J- I mean, Jaden shoots still, still going after him, even though his recruitment is going to pick up, has picked up. I mean, Duke's in. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right. That continues for a couple more weeks. Uh, Big Ten football media day is this week. I don't care about that. I'm transitioning to Big Ten basketball media day, which you assume would happen again this year. Yeah, I mean, since they're doing football, I feel pretty confident that they'll have basketball as well. Um, Can I say that the Big Ten has not been this good? Much better than last year, I would argue when they got a good rep and then it all fizzled in the tournament. But I got four teams in my top ten, unlike you. I mean, I had three. Unlike you. (laughs) I think think three is probably enough. Um, Yeah, I mean, the last two years, I mean, the two previous seasons, the Big Ten has been, you know, considered, you know, the best in the country. And, you know, last year the Big Ten was considered having the best year for a conference ever in terms of some of the, the analytics. And then obviously, you know, things as they have for two decades now all fell apart in the tournament. You know, there's not been a Big Ten National Championship team since Michigan State in 2000. And, I mean, maybe that that streak ends this year. But Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, I think we'll all wind up in the, let's average it out and say top 12. And then I think Maryland and Ohio State will certainly be in consideration as well. Those first three teams you mentioned all seem to be on solid ground right now, obviously. But all three seem to be recruiting well, too. Um, Maybe making a play to stay as top three teams for years to come. Yeah, I mean, Michigan added the number one class in the country this year. Um, So. I don't think they've done quite as much in 2022, but if you look at the the team rankings for t- the class of 22, 2022, Ohio State's number two. They got a couple four stars you know, coming in. Illinois number four, got a couple four stars coming in. Purdue is number eleven. I mean, Michigan does that. They have one commit of four star, so they're in the top twenty, but. Expect that to, to rise a little bit. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Um, but for now, I mean I think those three are sort of your contenders, and then Ohio State, Maryland, kind of nipping at the heels. I think they'll be in the mix as well. Then you you, just, you look at the rest of the conference. 
I mean, Michigan State obviously had a down year, but I mean, you don't sleep on Tom Izzo. I think they'll bounce back a little bit. Um, even if you look at the the bottom of the conference, like Nebraska, doing. Re- I mean, I think have potential to be to be much better. Um, you know, they have a five star freshman that'll probably play a pretty big role in Bryce McGowan's this coming season, and they you know, they just landed another four-star commit in the class of 2020, 2022 and Ramel Lloyd Jr., uh, who was an Illinois target. He had, I think, offers from a couple other Big Ten programs as well. So, you know, Fred Hoiberg's doing something there. And I think if he can keep a roster together for more than one year, they might have a chance. All right, I apologized earlier in the podcast. Now it's your turn to apologize to all your fans and listeners and readers. Not too long ago, you were wondering if the program was in disarray worrying about assistant coaches being hired, about who would play center, about recruiting, about Brad Underwood's the weeds in his yard, even. And now, here we are in mid-July all as well, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing to start with. I don't like always listen to the podcast again since I've, you know, I'm doing it right now, live. Uh, but I just, that doesn't sound like a thing that I said, but to your point, this has been a wild off season for Illinois basketball. I mean, all three assistant coaches left, uh, and that doesn't happen unless there's like a change at the top with the head coach. Um, Adam Miller transferred. Io was gone. I mean, that, that was always going to happen. And then there's the Kofi Coburn situation. A lot of blows, you know, to Illinois. But, yeah, you look at July, it's like Brad Underwood, like, scrambled. He he had an answer, I think, at every turn and, you know, put together, you know, a staff that, you know, Chester Frazier is looking like a a great hire right now um, just for his work on the recruiting trail. And Kofi's back and Illinois back in the top ten-ish and – it's been, I mean, to weather that kind of off-season turmoil or turmoil-adjacent type deal, uh, kind of impressive, you know, finish to that. I just checked with Ed Bond, our executive producer. That was not an apology. Well, it teetered. It, it wasn't? I, I'm sure I apologize in there somewhere. I mean, just got to really parse, I think. You don't need word. to, Scott Ritchie, because it's amazing how it turned out. I mean, it really kind of is, because things were looking grim for a mm-hmm. while. Good stuff, as always. Hey, congratulations to Blake Shilb. Know that name, Scott Ritchie? Should I? Yeah, he's a former Rantoul star, our all-area performer for the Eagles. He's a member of the Czech Republic 2021 Olympic team. How about that? Impressive. You, you go ahead and worry about the dream team. What do they call it? It's not the dream team. What's the the current USA yeah. basketball team? Uh, Twelve guys you've maybe heard of. Okay, yeah, you were not good with Javel McGee's inclusion. Well, and some I, guy from San Antonio I've never heard of. I mean, Kelton Johnson played at Kentucky, uh, played really well, I guess, last night in Team USA's win against Spain. But I don't know. Like I, my. Formative basketball memories are the dream team, and where you had like a, literally a team full of Hall of Famers, and 
I mean, you know, Jason Tatum, he's good. Kevin Durant's good, obviously. But this is not, not maybe the dream team. Good luck to the Americans, doggone it. If we need it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like I'm rooting against them. I'm just saying, uh, could be a tough Olympics. Because basketball is a global game. And there are a lot of really good teams out there. All right, again, uh, looking forward to the uh, the basketball tournament later this week. Looking forward to more recruiting coverage from Scott Ritchie. What else do we have to look forward to from you? I'm going to have some thoughts on Brad Underwood, on Io DeSumo and the NBA draft. He's, he will be the first line I drafted since Myers Leonard. It's been a pretty long time since that happened. Um, and then also we'll get a chance to talk with Kofi Coburn this week. At least that's the, the tentative schedule, so I'll have more – kind of on his decision to return and maybe what he feel like, feels like is next for him in, in year three at Illinois. Obviously, I mean, chasing a national championship is the one thing he said, you know, at the end of his you know, announcement video that he was back. They're like, that's that's the goal. So mm-hmm. we'll see what you know his thoughts are on, on reaching that. All right. Can't wait. Great stuff, Scott Ritchie, as always. Um, follow along every morning, 6 a.m. Uh, we will talk to you next Monday.